When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good Risings, I'm Liz Earnshaw, and this is Hash It Out. As we continue our discussion on perpetual problems, today's listener is asking a question that anyone in a relationship can relate to. What do we do when we always argue over money? Dear Liz, my partner and I are constantly arguing about money. My partner doesn't even like to take off work because he's so focused on making money and saving money. I, on the other hand, feel completely comfortable taking financial risks and having fun and relaxing by using our money. I don't know what to do anymore. He just wants to save, and I get that, but we need to have fun too. Sex and money consistently rank as the top two things couples fight about, and this really makes a lot of sense. If you think about it, sex and money are two topics that many of us are conditioned to believe that we can't talk about. Both are considered somewhat taboo, at least in Western cultures. This means as you grow up, you likely learn most of what you know about money through observation. You watch what other people do with money, and perhaps you read about it, but you probably don't talk much about what you think about it or how you should use it. And you develop most of your beliefs about money regarding your own experiences of it. So money and what you think about it carries a lot of emotional weight. Then you grow up and you get into committed relationships and you're expected to manage your money together. But to manage something together, you have to have effective conversations about it. Most people can't do this though because money is meant to be private and they have no idea what to say. In fact, it might be uncomfortable to even bring it up. On top of that, because we have such private thinking about money, we often are very siloed in our thinking, thinking that our own way is the best way. And so we seek little feedback and we're not super curious about the influence of our partner over money. Both you and your partner have mostly emotional beliefs about money. This is totally normal. But we also have to remember it's not always completely factual. What I mean by that is that while you might both make sense, if you just lived your lives separately as individuals, together your way is not the only way. You likely need to come up with something that's a bit more of a mashup of what you both need. First, you need to identify what's the underlying belief about money and where did that belief come from? Someone like your partner might say, I believe money is security. And I believe that because when I was really young, my family was frivolous with money and it caused us a lot of stress. Or maybe they say, I believe that because my family were always really good savers and it made our lives really easy. And that's why we should save money. You might say, I believe that money is there to help us live good lives. 
And you might say that belief comes from your experience growing up because your parents took a lot of great vacations and used money for play and everything worked out just fine. Plus, you were all happy. You have good memories. You might also say you believe that because when you were growing up, there was no money to play with. And you promised yourself then that as an adult, you would make enough money to have fun with. And now you have it and you wanna live out that dream. Another scenario is that maybe you had parents who were penny pinchers and you made yourself a promise that you would be different than they were. Likely, you've both made yourselves a lot of promises, likely unconscious, about what you do about money when you grew up. When you think about it this way, you can see you're both reasonable. It's reasonable for your partner to want security and it's reasonable for you to want enjoyment. How can you create both rather than being at odds with each other? You might always have fundamental differences in the belief about what money should be used for, but are you both willing to meet each other in the middle so that both of your beliefs can matter? To solve this problem, for instance, some couples have a joint account where they really save and then two separate accounts where each person can do as they please. Perhaps your partner would use their individual account to save, 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 and maybe you can use yours to play, play, play. This would meet both of your needs without having to change the other person. I'm Liz Earnshaw, and you can find me at Liz Listens on Instagram. Thank you for listening to Good Risings. If you enjoy this podcast, please let us know by leaving a review. We love hearing from you. Until next time, love on your loved ones. And when that gets hard, tune in to me to hash it out. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.